0: Good morning. Welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with me today as we get to the Word of God, talk about it, pray about it, and trust God to transform our lives through His Word. If you could share one thing with an unbeliever about Jesus Christ, what would it be? Maybe you'd, t- you, maybe you'd want to tell them that God loves them, and that would be a very important thing. If you could say just one thing about Jesus. God loves you. Maybe you'd want to say he died for you. He died for your sins. Talk about the one thing that sin is a problem. Sin separates us from God and Jesus is the solution to that problem. Maybe you put the two together and say that we know that God loves us by the fact that Jesus died for us. Sometimes I think there is a glaring well, well before I get into the excuse me. Yeah, This is what Paul said. Look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He told us what is important to him. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. This might give us a hint as to what Paul would say that he was coming to the Corinthians who gloried in wisdom, human wisdom, earthly wisdom. And he wanted their faith to rest on the power of God and the gospel of God and the truth of God not upon his persuasive ability to, well, manipulate them. And so he said, I want to make it known. I want to make them uh, know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And then a verse we've been seeing over the weekend and talking about is found in 1 Corinthians and chapter 15, where Paul says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised again on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the 12, and then to James and the and and 500, and ultimately to Paul himself. These are undoubtedly important truths to share. The, these can never be neglected. Some Evangelists, one a phrase amongst us evangelists is make much of the cross, lift up the cross of Jesus Christ. This is where we see the love of God. This is should be vital in our message, and I certainly affirm that. However, I wonder if sometimes there's a glaring omission in our gospel presentation, and coming the day after Easter. I've been thinking more and more about the resurrection. This is part of what Paul said was the first of all, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Sometimes I wonder if in our gospel message the resurrection almost comes only as an afterthought. I must confess there's times I've shared the gospel and I focus so much on the problem of sin and Jesus dying for our sins showing the justice of God in that our sin was paid for by the death of Christ, and the love of God in that Jesus demonstrates love by dying for us, taking our place upon the cross, that I'm kind of done at that point, and I'm asking for a decision without ever mentioning the resurrection. Or if I do, it's almost just a little one-sentence addendum. I don't think that's what they did in the New Testament. It's interesting here in Acts chapter 17. This was the primary message Paul gave when he was in a pagan culture. Much of the, m- many of the sermons given in the book of Acts were given to Jewish people, a Jewish audience, particularly Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 13. And there the emphasis is Jesus is the Messiah. You rejected Him. You delivered Him over. You had Him killed. But God raised Him up, and you need, to, you need to repent and get right with God. He is the Messiah, and you've rejected Him. But in Acts 17, this is our model sermon, shall we say, of evangelism in a pagan culture. Here, these people were worshiping idols. They did not have the foundation of the true God that 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 you and I believe in. And so, Paul was in the marketplace in Acts chapter seventeen, and he was declaring what what it says was a strange God to them. And he was because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. Acts seventeen, I believe, verse eighteen. Paul was preaching Jesus and the resurrection to these idolaters. They wanted to hear more about him, about this God, and so they arranged for him to come into the Areopagus, which was where ideas were shared, and it was kind of like the the marketplace of ideas, and Paul was invited to come there and speak. And it says, it gives us his sermon in Acts chapter 17, and he talks about how God is not made of silver or gold we're made in the image of God. He talks mostly about the nature of God, comparing the true God, the creator of all, with, with uh, the, the idols that, they were, that were merely made by their own hands. And then he brings it to a conclusion with this, verses 30 and 31, after he talked about the nature of God, therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance... God is now declaring to men to men, that all people everywhere must or should repent. For he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he's appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. Now it's interesting to me that in this particular sermon that is a model for us, Paul never even mentioned how Jesus died or why he died. What he focused on was who is God, there is a judgment coming, and that, it's, and that the evidence that we have the right God is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He made much of the resurrection. This was not an afterthought to him. Now, of course, at this point, the people went berserk on him. Some said, Rose, from the dead, you're crazy. They rejected it as impossible. Others were quite interested and wanted to hear more about it. And indeed, this will always be the result we have. It's always the result I have. There's some who say, you're crazy. Some who say, I want to hear more about it. Some who respond. And that's what Paul had every time he preached as well. But the point is, he preached the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It wasn't an afterthought. His Christ wasn't still up on the cross. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people who've come from the Catholic background will say to me the difference was when they began to, I've heard this several times, even in the last couple of weeks, when they became to come to a, a Christian an evangelical church, the thing that struck them was there was no Jesus on the cross. And they, and they began to understand that Jesus was really risen. Now, of course, Catholics teach this. I'm not saying they don't but they began to see him as alive instead of in their mind seeing him as still on the cross. In my own life, and I'm going to talk about this later in the week, I, I came to a point of what I just called myself resurrection theology. And it's like I was viewing the Christian life for a number of years as if it's, it's crucifixion theology. Now both are necessary, and we're going to talk about this later in the week, but when I moved to an understanding of how the resurrection affects my life, the newness of life that we have through the resurrection, there came a fresh victory and joy and, 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 and satisfaction to my Christian life that I had not, I had not regularly been experiencing prior to that. There's a lot of benefits and results to the resurrection that we need to proclaim. We need to think about. They have a profound impact on our life. They have a profound impact on unbelievers and what we should be saying to unbelievers. Again, I often, you know, people ask me on campus, Tom, what makes you think your religion is any better than anyone else's? And I start by saying, well, you know, for for, for starters, our guy rose from the dead. The tomb of Muhammad occupied. The tomb of Buddha, well, you know, he was cremated, so his ashes. The tomb of every great religious leader is is occupied. Muhammad, his occupied. He's not there. The tomb of Jesus, you go to Jerusalem, you go to the empty tomb or the church of the Holy Sepulcher, the tomb is empty. The body is gone. Jesus is alive. He has the ultimate victory. He has triumphed over the ultimate enemy and that is death. You know, Christmas time, we celebrate Christmas, the incarnation, the amazing thing that God would take on human flesh come to earth. And it's almost like we forget about it for the other 11 months of the year. And then when December comes around again, Advent, we talk about it quite a bit again. Well, we want to be celebrating the incarnation that Christ came to us. We want to celebrate that all year long. Likewise, the resurrection. Yesterday, Easter, it's our day. Holy week, that's our week. It's like the Christmas and Easter are the celebrations that that not just Christians, but much of the world recognizes and celebrates and talks about whether they believe it or not. This was our time. But let's remember We celebrate the Incarnation all year long. We celebrate the Resurrection all year long. And even though, as I said, I don't want to ignore or minimize the cross, but what I want to say is, let's make much of the Resurrection. Let's make much of the Resurrection. Let's talk about it. My friends, it's the greatest miracle ever the ultimate enemy has been defeated, The, the, the resurrection of Christ. Let's boast in it. Let's talk about it. Let's exalt it. Let's praise him for it. Let's make much of the resurrection. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Let's let those words be on our lips more than just one day out of the year. Let's let those words resonate in everything we think, how we view ourselves, and so on. This week we're going to be talking about the resurrection. We're going to continue to talk about the effect, the results, how it, what it does in our life. If we believe it, what God has done as a result of the resurrection, with G- the role of Jesus, and how it affects our life, you don't want to miss it. I hope you'll be with me and join me every day. Father in heaven, we thank you that you raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's never been done. Jesus, you are unique amongst anyone who's ever walked the earth. You are demonstrated with power to be the Son of God. You've been, Father, you've provided proof of your coming judgment through having raised Jesus from the dead. We thank you that we have more than a religion, a philosophy of life, a worldview, a morality to live by, laws to follow. We have a risen Savior one who is the ultimate champion, the victor over death. We praise you. We love you. all oh, Jesus. I pray this would not be an afterthought. We, we do glory in the cross. We don't minimize the cross in any way. We thank you for the love of God and the demonstrated on the cross of Christ. But Father, we confess sometimes we don't make enough of the resurrection. I pray that you'd help us to learn how to do this. This week, Lord, make it a great week of learning and understanding. And I pray, Father, that as we get together this week and we talk about the power of the resurrection and how that touches our lives, I pray that you'd bring a a fresh strength, a fresh victory, and confidence in our Christian lives. Take us to another level this week, we pray. I'm asking for this. Lord, it's your word it's your truth. It's life transforming. I pray the more we talk of the resurrection, we will never, ever, ever, ever be the same because we realize the power of God dwelling in us. We bless you. We thank you. We want to walk in this victory this day, right now, the next hour, two hours, the next 10 hours, the next 24 hours until we meet tomorrow. We pray, Lord, we'd be walking in this victory and every single day. We bless you and we love you, and we praise you. Father, we ask, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Folks, so glad to have you along with me. You know, we get here every single, we're here every single day. I hope you come and join us. We're not once a year Christians. We're not once a month Christians. We're not once a week Christians. We believe in being 24-7 Christians, and part of that, we want to get into the Word of God every single day. So I'm here every morning, 8 30 a.m., I hope you will join me. If you're new, welcome. I hope you hit the subscribe button and the notify button and and tell your friends and join us every day, 8 a.m. live or later in the day. You can watch the video or you can hear the podcast uh, on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, make his face shine upon you, let his spirit live in you, and give you his grace and peace. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.